Hey, thanks for listening to the Saints Church Glastonbury podcast. My name is Brett. I'm the pastor here at Saints Church, and I'm so glad that you're with us today. We've got something special for you, a very special guest, my dear friend, Sammy Robinson from Voice of Revivals. He shares his message called Anything is Possible. As I was praying, I felt like the Lord said this. Can you believe with me? Today is going to be a day of miracles. Someone say miracles. I I really believe this with all my heart, is that when we worship Jesus and Jesus shows up, how many believe it's not just to touch our emotions, but how many know anything is possible when Jesus shows up? Come on, somebody, anything. How many believe when Jesus shows up, a marriage can be restored? When Jesus shows up, healing can be released. You know, just in the last couple of months, we've seen some of the most amazing miracles, and I, I want to talk just a little bit about this, but is there, can I get my water? Is that possible? The one thing I'll say is this, I love living in Canada for about nine months of the year. I'm just saying, thanks, bro. It's always one of those things when, when you come back from sunny San Diego to minus 30, you question, you're like, am I living in the right spot? But I, I, I've been feeling this. We're in, a, we're in a day of, I really believe, of the power of God being revealed through his church. How many know God is not done with miracle signs and wonders? And his power is still able. Come on, no, I feel this. His power is available for those that believe. You know, in the last season, the Lord really spoke this to me. And, and you know, I'm so thankful for, for Pastor Brett. You know, many times... Uh, you know, he gives me late night pastoral care at like 11 o'clock at night. I'll phone him saying, hey, can we process? And one of the things that I've been processing with Pastor Brett is that we are seeing an increase of miracles happening in Canada and, and notable miracles. And how many believe one notable miracle can change a region? You know, one of the miracles that we just saw recently was I was in a place called Airdrie, Alberta, and uh, I was in a church in Airdrie. And uh, literally, there was a girl that was there, 21 years old, and she struggled with muscle dystrophy, and she was in a wheelchair. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to lay hands on this girl and believe that I'm going to heal her. Now, I don't know about you, but there's days where I'm like, man, I, I, I feel like I've got massive faith, bring it on. But when God says, lay hands in front of everybody... Someone in a wheelchair, I'm like, God, can I start with a headache? I don't know about you. <laughs> like, like, can we just start with a cold? Like, let's be, can we build it? How many are thankful that your miracle is not dependent on you? Your breakthrough today is not dependent on you. I think one of the greatest things we have to learn in this new season is we have to learn how to get out of the way. And I think sometimes we think, oh, if I can just pray a little harder, maybe give God my best prayer, maybe maybe come to church five minutes early. Now that would be a miracle, I'm just saying. Every pastor would say amen. Amen. But here's the truth. Jesus has done it for you. It was already purchased over 2,000 years ago. Can I tell you something right now? You can't purchase it again. It's already been purchased. So then what is healing? What is a miracle? It's a gift from God. So what do we have to learn? We have to learn how to receive and be obedient. 
And can I tell you this right now? I, I really believe, Saints family, we're coming into a new season where we're going to see things not because we're super spiritual, but because he is good. How many say amen? And so there I am to finish the story. Now, I apologize. If I start three stories and finish one, that's a miracle. But your homework is ask God what the end of the story was. I'm just saying. So here I am. I'm looking at this girl. Everyone, of course, is looking at me like, you know, if you have the mic, you know what to do. And there I am, and I'm going, God, what do I do? What the Lord told me? Simple prayers. How many believe a simple prayer can change everything? So there I am. I'm looking at this girl. She's looking at me, and I say, Lord, I thank you today that you are the same God. We just sang about it today. You are the same God. Lord, we thank you for your miracle working power. The moment I do, I say, Lord, we thank you for your miracle working power. She goes, ah! I go, ah! And she goes, something's happening in my body. And all of a sudden, the whole church watched as God realigned her body and she was completely, totally healed. See, I believe today, and I, and I feel like this is a statement that Jesus still moves in miracles. And then I don't know about you, but I don't want to get too familiar with the God that we barely know. I'm going to say that again. I don't want to get too familiar with the God that we barely know. I don't want to come to church on Sunday thinking, well, I know what's going to happen. How many want to come with fresh, you know, expectation that anything is possible when God shows up in the room? How many say amen? amen. You know, one of the words the Lord spoke to me today was Daniel 11.32. And if you've got your Bibles, just look at this word. I know this is dangerous. I probably shouldn't put it here. I want you to look at Daniel 11.32 real quick. I know it's probably going to come on the, the screen there. I'll, I'll just read it off the screen. It says, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people, someone say people. How many of you, this is for Saints Church. I'm, I want to put this in here. But for Saints Church, those who know their God shall be strong, say strong, and carry out great exploits. But those who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Someone say great exploits. See, I believe in the heart of every person, there is a desire to do something big for God. Like, I guarantee you, if I sit at the end of the service, I'm going to do an altar call for a boring life. I don't think too many people are going to come forward. I think in the heart of everyone, there is a desire and there is this thing inside of you that says, God, I know that my life is maybe, you know, maybe there's some more things I haven't seen yet. Maybe there's more things to believe for. Anybody here believing for more? Anybody here believing that we're not in the worst days, we're actually coming into the best days? Anybody still here today believes Canada shall be saved? Those who know their God, I find that fascinating. That word know is, is probably one of the most interesting words. Because that word know comes from the, the Hebrew word yada. Someone say yada. You know what that word yada means? To intimately know. Like a man knows their spouse. And, and anybody here married, put up your hand. Come on, nice and high. Any newlyweds? Yeah, we got some newlyweds. Come on, bro. Come on over here. We got a newlywed. 
Let me give you some advice real quick. Because I'm married to a French woman. Listen, my wife's from Quebec. I'll just say this. Once you go French, you never go back. I'm just saying. We've been married 14 years. I know some of you have been married plus 50. You're like, you're a young whippersnapper. What are you talking about? I'm not writing any books right now. I think if I did, it would be, you know, how to stay married and stay alive. That would be a good book. But here's the deal. 80% studies show 80% of communication is nonverbal. Only 20% of communication is verbal. Husbands, we need to get this real quick. Because you can say all the right things, but if you don't pick up on the signs, how do we know you can be in trouble? How do I know that? Because I've had some experience. Little things like when you're in a disagreement in your marriage, come on now, and uh, your wife puts her feet shoulder width apart like this, man, she's not getting her balance. This is called lock and load. Boom, boom. Number two, when you're in that disagreement and she puts her hands like this, she's not giving herself a hug. That's your second side. But listen, men, the third thing, this is where you get low and humble yourself. Remember, lock and load, hands. The third thing, when she starts nodding her head like this, that's when you get low and humble yourself. Why? She's not agreeing with you. She's pumping a verbal shotgun that's about to go off. Why do I say this? Because I am convinced, I am convinced today that we say that we know God, but our fruit doesn't show that we've really had an encounter with God. I am convinced today that there's many that know a lot about Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. And saints, family, I believe that if we want to see a move of God, I'm not talking about hype. I'm not talking about just, you know, oh, that was a good service. I'm talking about life-changing salvation happening in our city. It will come when we as a people encounter Jesus. And we should settle for nothing less. Because motivation won't bring you into breakthrough. It takes a touch from Jesus. And I believe this morning, can I, uh, I know I'm, I'm loud, I'm, ex, you know, excitable. If you've got issues, you can take it up with our pastor. <laughs> but can I tell you this today? I don't believe we come to church for a message. I don't believe we come to church just to sing songs. I believe we come to church today to encounter Jesus. I believe the reason why you're here and you know this today the reason why you're here is, is not just to do a religious checklist, oh, I went to church this week. But is there anybody here you're hungry for a fresh encounter with Jesus? Is there anybody that's here today saying, God, i got to know you, because if I don't know you, how is my family going to get saved? If I don't know you, how is my neighbor going to get saved? If I don't know you, how can I say God wants to move in Edmonton if I don't know you? God, i got to know you! See, I, and sometimes I feel this, and, and, and again, in a couple minutes, if you're good, guys, if we're good, I want to pray for miracles today. Can we do that today? Can we go after the miraculous? I believe God's going to move in power. How many say amen? amen. It's a good day for a miracle. I'm just saying. But I, I, want to, I want to, if I can, prime the pump of faith because I believe one touch from Jesus can change everything. You know, I'm, I don't have some crazy God story of how I got saved. I, <laughs> I grew up in the church. 
You know, many things that I'm preaching right now, I had to live through because I'm a second generation Christian. I don't have a wild story of this is how, you know, God saved me from this and this. If that's you, that's awesome. You know where I got saved? I got saved at eight years old in a bathroom. You want to talk about humble beginnings. Like, I grew up listening to services and hearing that God wanted to move. I was a basketball player. Right now I feel like I've eaten a basketball, but it's deflating in Jesus' name. My whole life was around sports. My dad, Charlie Robinson, actually has the most points scored in college basketball history for Canada. 3,500 points. My uncle is one of the top trainers for the NFL and NHL. I grew up in a sports world. I grew up, you know, thinking, man, that's where I want to go. I, I went to church on Sundays. I wanted to do my, you know, my religious duty. But I never knew that God had this plan. He had this thing for me that was beyond what I could think or imagine. And I remember, it was so crazy. I remember one day my dad's like, hey, you want to go to a conference? I'm like, a conference? What's a conference? And uh, they're like, yeah, they're, you know, there's this Holy Spirit conference. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I've been to some Holy Spirit events. And sometimes they're a little different. I'm just going to be real. I don't know if you've ever been to any of those different kind of, those meetings before. Like, like I remember going to one service, there was like a so-called prophetic service. And I'll be honest, I, I remember looking at the prophetic being like, this is kind of weird. They had flag waivers. I was like, what in the world's a flag doing in church? And I remember thinking, I'm like, God, okay, I'll go. I remember going with my dad. And he said, there's this lady that's there. She's like, she's seen like, I, I think a couple thousand churches established in Africa. She's going to be the speaker. You should hear her. I'm thinking, okay, I'll do it. So I go and I'm like, wow, I'm going to see this lady. She's going to preach a, a fiery message. It's going to be awesome. So there I am. I'm sitting on the side, kind of like this section. And uh, all of a sudden, they, they go, and here's our speaker. And the speaker comes forwards. I kid you not. The speaker comes forwards, has her eyes closed, and is kneeling. And goes, Jesus, you're holy. She does that for an hour. That's all she says. Jesus, you're holy. Jesus, you're holy. Jesus, you're holy. And I'm thinking, I got it the first time. I don't know about you. Nobody's ever been in a long church service. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and I remember looking. And, you know, we're nice Canadians. You know, we don't, we don't necessarily say what we think. You, we know what we know the drill. We got a smile and wave, you know, like the Madagascar penguin. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. I remember looking, being like, "This lady's crazy." Like, like, no. Like, I'm looking, and I'm like, "Come on!" And she's so passionate, so in love with God. But how many know sometimes someone's passion might actually be an offense for someone that maybe is a little lukewarm. And I'm like, come on, for an hour. It's the only message I remember the whole message. <laughs> Jesus, you're holy. Hour goes by. They don't even know how to end the service. Some guy just grabs the mic. Okay, everybody. Now, I'm mad. I'm, I looked at my dad. I'm like, why did you even bring me here? This is so lame. I'm thinking the only thing that can save this meeting is lunch. I'm like, so I see the door. I'm like, oh, freedom. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in these moments before where it's like, you know, it's like, it's, uh, how can I put it? I have a name for God that's not necessarily a Bible name, 
I call it Jehovah Sneaky. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And in this moment, I remember walking to the door and this ominous feeling comes of, oh no, the service is not done. And as I'm walking to the door, I'm trying to walk faster with my dad. Dad, keep moving, keep moving. And all of a sudden, the lady grabs the mic from the front. There's 2,000 people in this room. And she goes, and you too. I knew she was talking to us. I'm thinking, don't look back, don't look back, don't look back. The door's right there. My dad goes, let's look. I'm like, no. She's like, you too, come here. I'm thinking, I don't want to go there. You're weird. See, we don't say that, but sometimes when we go to services, we see God move, we're like, is this really God? But see, here's our problem. I think sometimes we've kind of made up our mind of what we think God should do. Because we actually think we know better. And so we say, oh God, you can have it all. But what we really mean is, oh God, you can have it all in the nice box that we've made. And here I am, all of a sudden I got to go forward. Now, this lady's probably about this tall. I'm, I, my dad's 6'5", I'm 6'2", we're big, you know, pretty big dudes. I'm thinking if she does anything weird, we can take her. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Remember, 2,000 people, and we're walking forwards, and I remember my dad's here, and he's going, he's moving forwards, and I don't know if anybody here, you, you, you know, sometimes you, you just, when the presence of God comes, you know, maybe, maybe you feel it a little bit, and I, I was never a feeler, and I remember my dad coming forwards, and he's doing this thing, he's got his eyes closed, and he's moving forwards, and he's kind of swaying back and forth like this, and I'm looking at him being like, what is wrong with you? And he looked like a big six-foot-five bobblehead, like, like. And all of a sudden, I, we're at the stage, and she goes, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm thinking, if you do anything weird, I'm going to knock you out. That's what I thought. <laughs> so there she is. And she goes to my dad. She goes, I'm going to pray for the big one first. And, and she prays for him, like, literally two seconds. And my dad falls down. I, I, like, I'd never seen this. A big six foot five. Looked like a big tree just went. <laughs> and now I'm like, what's going on? And again, my dad's kind of doing this thing on the ground like this, and I'm so embarrassed, I'm kicking him. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself, and you're embarrassing me. Stop. Then I realized, it's just me and her. 2,000 people. Big eyes. I'm like, oh, no. She's like, I'm going to pray for you, too. I'm thinking, oh, God. You know what I'm talking about. You've been there before. When someone you're like, you don't know, says, I'm going to pray for you, you're like, oh, God, make it quick. <laughs> and don't let it hurt. <laughs> all of a sudden, she prays. I don't remember what happened. All, all I remember is I'm on the ground. I'm like, what did she do? And all of a sudden, I hear this, ah! And I'm like, what in the world is, ah! Sounded like a 13-year-old at a Justin Bieber concert, ah! And I realized... It's me! Ah! I'm, I'm like on the ground and I'm groaning. I'm like, ah! I'm like, my brain is going, what are you doing? You've, I'm thinking, I've lost all credibility. This is crazy. My dad. Me. Ah! It's like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And all of a sudden, I remember the lady comes down and she's like, I got a prophetic word for you. And I'm thinking, Lady, you've already embarrassed us enough. She says, God's going to open up doors for you. You're going to go to dark nations. You're going to see revival. She starts prophesying. Now, I'll be honest. She's like, you're going to go to dark nations. I'm like, I don't want to go to dark nations. 
You go to dark nations. We send missionaries to dark nations. I want to go to Hawaii, California, and Florida. I don't know if that's just me, but have you ever been in places where you wonder, you're like, God, where do I fit in all of this stuff? And this is why I'm, I want to tell you something, friends. This is where we need to have an encounter with God. Because an encounter with God will show you the potential that you can't see in yourself. An encounter with God will show you that you're not alone in this thing. An encounter with God will take your biography and you'll realize, wait a second, my biography does not determine my destiny. Is that saying amen here somewhere? So I'm on the ground. She starts to prophesy nations. I want to fast forward because I, I want to pray with people today. Fast forward a few years. God opened up doors in some of the darkest nations around the world. Um, places like Indonesia, where some of the most Muslim nation, you know, one of the most Muslim, you know, uh, per capita nation. And uh, we have seen in Indonesia almost a half a million people give their lives to Jesus Christ. Can we give it up? Come on. I'm telling you. Why am I sharing this? Because I believe that one encounter with Jesus can change everything. I believe today, right now, that as a house, as a church, God wants to do something bigger than what we can think or imagine. But I think sometimes our problem is this, is that we've kept God in a box of what we think he can do. And how many know he's so much more than that today? How many say amen? So here's, here's what I want to do. You know, if we can put up a, the other scripture, Acts 10, 38. And then I want to pray for healing. It says this in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Someone say power. power. With the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all, say all, and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. How many believe that is still true today? that the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the ministry of Jesus was two primary things. He went about doing good. How many know we have a good God today? Do you believe that God knows everything that's going on in your life? Come on. Hey, aren't you glad? Can I just say this right? Aren't you glad God doesn't get a headache over your situation? Can you imagine if you prayed, God, I don't know what to do, and God shouts back, neither do I. That'd be a tough day. But the Bible says that Jesus went about doing good. He's a good God. You haven't gone this far just to go this far. He loves you today, and he's good. And the Bible says that through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that there was demonstrations of power, and it says that he healed all who were oppressed of the devil. How many believe today, right now, that a touch from Jesus can remove oppression off your life? A touch from Jesus can heal your body. A touch from Jesus can set your kids free, and they're going to come back home in this next season. How many say amen? Hey, thanks for listening to the St. Church Glastonbury podcast. We're so glad that you're here. If you're in the Edmonton area, we would love to meet you in person. We have locations in West Edmonton at St. Church Glastonbury, in Spruce Grove and Stony Plain at St. Church Glory Hills, and on the east side of Edmonton at St. Church Highlands. You can find all the information at www.saintchurch.ca.